We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Close the damn door, man. You're letting all the Wi-Fi out. <laughs> And we are officially recording. And three, two, one. Today's episode is brought to you by Drip Dynamics Mobile IV Vitamin Infusions. They're a mobile IV drip lounge offering IV hydration with electrolyte-based fluids infused with vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and much more. Each IV drip is customized to your specific needs, pre- or post-workout, general wellness, nutrient deficiencies, hangover relief. Look, it's January 1st. You probably got off track already, being hungover, drank a little bit too much, you need some help. They can come out, hook the IV up, get you back to feeling better, better than ever, actually. This also helps for detoxification, preventing illness and recovering from sickness. That's perfect in this COVID era that we're living in now. It's great for post-surgery, improving your skin, hair, nails, so much more. Give them a call at 832-953, and then the letters I-V-M-E. That's 832-953, the letters I-V-M-E. Look, give Jaron a call. He's a fellow firefighter. He's a paramedic. You're worried about getting uh, stuck with these IVs. They're specially made IVs. You're hardly going to feel it. It's not that giant tube they're going to stick in your arm when you go give blood. It's a little IV. They're going to take care of you. They're going to make sure it's uh, hassle-free, and you're going to feel so much better after you do it. Try them out. All right. Mobile IV vitamin infusions. Oh, yeah. Try them out. Give them a call. Today's word of the day just and there was no better way to do it we went to miriam's webster's website and wouldn't you know prerogative was the word of the day we're going to close this year out and what better word to have than prerogative which its definition is an exclusive or special right power or privilege thank goodness for this pop filter because you can hear it going through there and if you were born in the 80s grew up in the 90s you got that bobby brown prerogative effect it's my prerogative everybody's talking about me that's it that's it everybody (laughs) so prerogative roll into 2021 with your prerogative Whatever that may be. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Hold On, I'm Almost There. A show about life's little annoyances, personal growth, dad life, and so much more. With your host, Frank and Tom the Gun Show. Shane is out of office, out in the wilderness somewhere, probably with uh, Rambo paint on his face, shooting squirrels or something. Um, he's doing man stuff right now. Yeah, there you go. He's he's doing man stuff. Uh, today is episode number 21. We're going to be talking about what is going on this 2020 all of our ups and downs all arounds let's close this year out on a high note have some laughs so have a seat do them chores or twist a wrench while we dive down the rabbit hole i gotta come up with some new intro or some new music for after that piece too man uh let's let's do it all right tom so Man, let's jump right in. Let's let's start with a little bit of, you know, we, we talked about our goals for next year. Um, man, if you want to throw those goals down one more time, what are you what are you trying to put out there for 21? Me personally, um, of course, I want to get this podcast. I want to turn it to the biggest thing ever. Obviously, that's all of our goals. 
Um, I want to get my personal training uh, situation going. By the end of the year, I want to be seriously looking for my own gym that I can open up. I've got that book that I keep talking about. You know, I keep talking about the book. I want to get it done. I've got a date, July 1st. I want it to be done. So uh, I'm working hard on that and just uh, just generally just making myself better. You know, um, you never know what the new year holds, but those are the, you know, the, the, the couple of basic uh, goals that I'm really looking forward to to going after. For sure, man. Yeah. And those are some awesome goals, man. I, I can't wait to uh, swing by the gym and, and uh, get a little workout in myself because uh, I'm starting to get a little bit of the pudge around the around the waist. OK, you said you can't wait and stop <laughs> waiting. <laughs> well, I've, I've actually already started, man. So awesome. uh, I, I read this book from time to time. It's convict conditioning, but it's all about cal- calisthenic workouts. Um, you know, so what I'm doing from that book is I'm doing 100 pushups a day. Um, and I don't get to do it every day, but I'm trying, you know, every day that I can remember. And my longest streak has been six days, six days straight. I did a hundred pushups or, um, yeah, a hundred pushups. Um, and I want to move on to like a hundred leg lifts a day to kind of even everything out. But yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not waiting, but I, you know, I, I can't wait to actually, um, see your dream to fruition, you know, awesome. being able to go in and, and everything is tangible and, you know, I'll, I'll leave weights on the floor so that, you know, someone will shake a fist at me, just kind of do it on purpose. Uh, you know, and, and I think it will be great. I think you're going to make a fantastic, uh, trainer for the people that get to go out there and hang out with you and learn something. Cause man, you're so motivational and just the, the fever that someone will get from kind of hanging out and wanting to push themselves just a little bit more is, is, is phenomenal. Uh, it's like I tell people you're halfway there. You've got the the before picture. You've got it. You've got that half done, the before picture. Now, see it in your brain. See it in your mind, the after picture that you're going to have. You're halfway there. You got the before. You got to get that after. You just put in the work, and every time you start feeling down, just think, I'm, I'm going to get that after picture, and you will get it. You will get there. Yeah, you know, you just – Putting one foot in front of the other, man, the, the hardest, I don't know how many times you've said it and it just sticks, you know, is like the starting is the thing that's stopping us. Yes. yes. And, and it's so true, man. You know, just where do you find a lot of people talk about, oh, motivation, this motivation, that man motivation is for suckers. You start building habits. Habits. That's when you're really going to see the result. And and the crazy thing is good habits or bad habits, they're both damn near impossible to get rid of, yes. you know, and, and, you know, it's like brushing your teeth. You, you grew up brushing your teeth, you know, you got to brush your teeth. It's just like a thing, right? Yeah. Uh, changing your dirty socks. You know, who's these dirty yeah. socks? Exactly. Got to change them out. Exactly. <laughs> dirty ones on the Internet, but also clean ones. And there you go. There you go, man. That's that's the game. That's the game that you got to go down. So, you know, let's throw us some stories from the truck, man. What uh, you know, what what's something crazy that's gone down this year that you'll never forget? Ooh. um. Well, the, the craziest one, and, and I already told it, remember, I'm at a station now that we make very few runs. I mean, I get teased mm. about it all the time, what they call a slow station. But that story I told you all earlier uh, this year about uh, we get the call to an active shooting going on. Oh, uh, yeah. We got there, and, you know, we had the stage, which is you can't go right to the scene. you got to park a little ways away. So just in case, you know, this guy doesn't turn around and shoot you, you know, in the unit. Yeah. And Whoever had called in to 911, they're on the phone with the dispatcher telling them, hey, this guy just shot this person, and he's walking around with a gun, and they're giving us the play-by-play, and we're getting it on our computer. We have a computer in our unit that gives us dispatch information, and I'm basically reading the play-by-play as it's coming in of something that's happening right around the block that I'm about to respond to, and it's just – 
the weird, you know, it's like something you see in a movie, but it was actually happening to us, you know, that we're there reading what's going on. And uh, eventually, by the time we were able to go to the scene, which you can't go to the scene until the cops get there first and secure it, you know. So they got there, they secured it, but yeah, you know, unfortunately, you know, it was they were both dead already. By the time we got there, there was nothing we could do. But uh, that was the wildest scene that I have made in, in quite a while, uh, that one. And that was a couple of months ago. Uh, you know, and I know that there's a lot of uh, rules and regulations around what you, you know, not identifying people. But, man, I, I, I so want to give your uh, – that lady that calls in, you know, I want to give her a name. <laughs> uh, I remember you told a story uh, a while back, you know, this lady that, that calls in all the time. Um <laughs> That would be. I almost so said funny. it. I almost yelled it out when you when you brought up. Oh, that's so and so. Oh man, but uh, <laughs> what? How many? How many times do you think she's called in this year? Oh well, uh, she just moved in there. <clears throat> uh, she moved in a couple of months ago, but I mean, she's had to have called in uh, a good ten to twelve times, which oh, is a wow. lot. Yeah. You know? like once a uh, month yes um and that's a lot you know that's what you would call a regular wow we don't have like in my territory where we, we respond to we don't have many regulars um and i'll tell you what you just <laughs> this on that i worked on christmas day as a matter of fact we had a regular that we always responded to it was a she's a wonderful little old lady um her sugar always goes too low so we have to get there, start an IV, and give her sugar, uh, dextrose, through the IV. We've made her – I mean it's countless times between – there's four shifts at each station. Between the four shifts, it, you know, countless times that we've all responded to her. Uh, the last time I responded to her house, it was close to six months ago, and she went into cardiac arrest. Oh, no. I mean she's got, she's got a lot of medical problems. She's much – she's a you know elderly woman. Uh, double amputee i mean she's got a lot of health problems we so we got there she was in cardiac arrest responded we worked her we would we got her back which is basically she started having a pulse and breathing on her own again but that's so so traumatic on the body those people usually don't end up well um so we left her there at the hospital um and to be honest we thought that's it we're never going to see her again and we hadn't seen her again for many months. Uh, so we just kind of assumed, okay, well, you know, she passed on. Christmas Day, we get a call. I see the address. And I'm like, man, that address sounds familiar. And as we're driving there, you know, my partner, you know, he'll look it up on his phone, giving me the directions, how to get to where we're going. And I said, man, that's that lady's house. And he's arguing, no, no, you know, it can't be her. He pulled up. It was that lady, and it was so shocking to me to see this. The resilience of some people is just unimaginable to me. I could not believe that this woman was still alive. Again, her sugar was low. We got there. We gave her some sugar, got her back going. She was laughing. We're talking, you know, on Christmas Day. Of course, they were offering us food, and you know, because they had they had a gigantic family there in the house, which added to the pressure. You know, you want to talk about yeah. trying to get an IV on a little old person and there's like <laughs> 25 of her family members there's gathered around you like an audience and, you know, cheering and rooting. And, oh, my goodness. I mean, I'm sweating, you know, as I'm there trying to do some work. But uh, we got her back. Um, she was she's a real spunky, you know, spunky old lady. Uh, she was back to her old self and we're talking and laughing. And, and like I said, as we left. They're offering us food. I mean, there was a gigantic tree of uh, peach cobbler, and I wanted some. Believe me, I oh. wanted some peach cobbler bad. We were going, we were, but we were like, no, we're we're fine. We're headed back to go eat. We were just about to eat when they called. Wouldn't you know? We get back to the station. Our food is burnt to a crisp. Cooking oh. something on the pit, and they turned the pit off, but they left it in the pit, so it just essentially kept cooking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh yeah that was the picture of uh yeah. sweet potatoes that you yeah. put on twitter oh my goodness that uh -huh. was very heart heartbreaking <laughs> we were just uh you know we were just making burgers that night because everybody you know we ate real good on christmas eve 
Mm-hmm. This is Christmas, so we just wanted some burgers, something nice. Believe me, I <laughs> I had to down that charcoal <laughs> burger. Uh, teeth were all black, you know. And oh no, <laughs> nothing was open. The guys they found a Walgreens uh, down the street that finally got some cokes and chips, but I'm like, man, just I I was sure I could tough it out, but <laughs> yeah, I did. I didn't just eat some Doritos or something, but yeah, you know. Uh, and the thought occurred to me, you know what? I'm going to go back to that old lady's house and I'm going to join them for dinner. But I was like, no, it's just, it was just been too awkward. And oh uh, yeah, but yeah, that, that that's about the the craziest thing that's happened lately. Talk about being the life of the party! Holy moly! <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. Golly, man, bringing people back from the clutches. Oh. Hey man, but that's 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 like Bobby that movie, Brown uh, stuff. Movie about the paramedics with Nicolas Cage, and you know everybody's gathered around. Three of the sons are preachers, all right. So of that family, you know what? You oh, love, oh, you? that that family. You're not talking about the movie, right? Right. No, in this real family that I was oh, at. Okay, okay. Her sons are preachers, so they're gathered around the whole family, and they're praying. I mean, they're praying aloud. I mean, I've got an audience. Wow. You know, <laughs> getting louder and louder and they're singing and you're there oh my god please let me get this IV because generally with these older people that you know have these uh problems that are diabetic their IVs are really hard to get mm-hmm. so I mean mm-hmm. oh my god it's unimaginable the amount of pressure uh wow you're and you're like please lord you want to start praying you're like lord sure, please get sure. so, and uh but it all worked out for the for the best everything turned out great and uh She's doing fine. That's awesome. How you know? I wonder what she did to you know be blessed with three sons that all became men of God, right? They're preachers, you know. That's uh, that's something that says something about that lady's resiliency too, you know. That's a tough old lady. That's a tough lady. Wow, that's cool, man. That's so cool. Uh, so. With with that being said, resiliency, you know, hopefully with 2021, everybody's going to take what happened to us this this last, uh, you know, 10, 12 months and don't sock it away. You know, learn from it, grow from it. Make sure that you take something with you from this year and make sure that you're building on it. You know, uh, you always have to stay prepared. You always have to make sure that uh, you're ready to go when when the going gets tough, you know, because if you sit down and kind of give up, then, man, things are going to that bus is going to take off with or without you. Exactly. if you got your bags packed and you're ready to go to the next stage, to your next platform, your launch pad even, you know, be ready. Be ready for takeoff. Always, always, always be building. Be ready for takeoff. That way, you know, you're not sitting there watching everybody else, the world revolve around you, um, waiting for somebody to help you. You're you're the one doing the helping and, and you got this. You really do. It's like they say when you 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 start to level up as a person and and moving forward towards success, basically, is when you stop seeing things as obstacles and start seeing them as opportunities. And uh, you know that we all went through hardships, you know, this past year. But find some way. Don't let the year uh, end as some type of failure or on a down note. Take what you've learned. You've learned something. Take what. Take it with you. And use it going into the next year and moving forward. We've all learned lessons. Take it and use it moving forward. That way, you know, like I say, don't let 2020 win. Yeah, hell no. Use it moving forward. Yeah. So some of of what I'm taking with me from 2021 is, um, you know, I I really want to – um, do a better job of communicating, not only with my friends, but family, my kids, my wife. Um, how do I better communicate? And, you know, I, I'm always doing that. You know, I like to sit down and have, you know, like like we do at work, you know, I have a little one-on-one with my kids. Hey, man, tell me a little bit about yourself is, is the running joke in the house, right? Because I'm always asking my kids, hey, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself. 
And, you know, they'll they'll tell me, you know, yeah, my this is my name. These are my parents. I love my parents. And, you know, and now I'm starting. OK, you know, tell me a little bit more. What are, what are your likes? What what don't you like? Um, and just with those little things, you know, finding out their their little brains are so complex we don't we don't really or or at least maybe I'm taking it for granted that my 8-year-old has such a complex uh brain and he's he's very um he's a character you know and my 6-year-old same thing with that guy you know the other day I asked him I was like hey man tell me a little bit about yourself and he's just like mm, no thank you <laughs> <laughs> he's just like I was like come on man like he got me I was laughing oh my goodness I was laughing so hard at that guy because I was like this guy's a comedian you know he's like ah no thanks uh, but eventually you know we started talking it out and you know he was telling me all kinds of stuff about school um, but uh, yeah just learning really learning and understanding how to communicate I think um, you know I've been working on that for a while but I think 2020 has really uh, shown me that I I really do care about personal relationships that I create with people. Uh, being able to you know shoot the breeze at work with coworkers, uh, being able to you know just say hello and and I'm so used to working at at the hospital, you know whenever I'd walk the halls of I I I grew to recognize people that were lost. And I would always ask them, oh, you know, which department are you looking for? Where, where are you trying to go um, to help them get where they're going? Because I called it shoegazing. You know, you, the, they're they're lost because they're worried. They're not really thinking because they've got a loved one in a room somewhere and they don't know what's going to happen. And so they're staring at their shoes or they're staring at the floor as they're walking, just kind of in a daze. And being able to help them get to, you know, the cafeteria or wherever, it really, really helped. Uh, it really helped me because I felt like I was making a difference. Um, the other thing that I'm, I'm trying to do with 2021 um, is work on my cursive handwriting. I've been reading more and more articles and finding out that um, – the way we write or, or, or the reason that cursive was invented was to be more efficient with your strokes in in handwriting to be to write faster because picking up and putting down your pen or pencil every time you're writing out a letter was you know it, it took a while but if you're able to have a consistent motion one consistent fluid motion as you were writing not only was it more efficient but eventually it was seen as almost meditative because you're you're having to use a lot of you know fine motor functionality it helped cognitive ability in your brain and stuff like that so i'm always trying to find a, a different way to meditate or just something to do to keep my hand busy and keep my mind off of other things and you know i'm, I'm three days in it, it feels great. I've also started keeping a journal, you know, just random thoughts that come into my mind um, and and just seeing where it goes. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. <laughs> I'm very cognizant. Every morning I write out and I do it 15 times. I write out uh, my affirmations, what I'm trying to do, my goals that I want to accomplish. And it's short. It's one sentence long. And I write it. I write it 15 times. <laughs> But it's like you say, if my handwriting looks terrible, it's like I almost have to start over, but I don't because now I have this spiral notebook and it's page after page of all these affirmations. And if I start over, it's going to ruin the flow of it, right? But mm. I'm very cognizant uh, of how I write and how it looks because uh, it's not like I'm going to throw this spiral notebook away and I don't want somebody to pick it up, you know, years from now, my grandkid looking like, man. Grandpa wrote, man, looked like he wrote with his feet or something like that, you know, just, you know, <laughs> so I'm very, you know, uh, like I said, I think about it. I, I keep track of it. Uh, and it's like you said about the uh, meditative, uh, you know, samurai warriors in Japanese culture back in the day. That's one of their their practices of, of swordsmanship was actually writing out the katanas and, and uh, you know, just the flow and the way they made the strokes. And, you know, uh, there's a lot to that. Well, what you're talking about. 
Yes, there is. And um, part of the research that I was doing and, and found was on uh, the Art of Manliness website or theartofmanliness.com. You look that up and you look up uh, cursive penmanship and it, it talks about a lot of different things. You know, um, the way you write it it shows a lot about you. And they say that, um, you know, perception is, is very big when you're in business. Um, and when you're, you're out to, you know, show folks that you know what you're talking about, you take your handwriting serious and then other people will take you serious as well because, Hey, this person took the time to hone this skill because writing cursive is a skill. I'm learning so much about this and the, the different slanting and everything takes to write, you know, really well spacing, uh, the loops, the different little, I'm, I'm right now I'm on the basics, the fundamentals, and that is the swoops, the loops and the pulls. Uh, yeah. cause you know, there's so much to it and I never really, I never realized it. There's different types of cursive handwriting. Um, one of them is called the Palmer. The one that I'm studying is the uh, Spencerian. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just the flow. And you're moving your arm. You're not moving your wrist or your fingers. Uh, you're moving your entire arm to to make the letters, you know, whether they're lowercase or uppercase. But man, it 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 felt really good to write in that journal, to write stuff down. And like you say, you know, you the first thing you're doing is writing your affirmations. So you're already starting the morning off to positive thinking, right? Uh, and that that's so amazing because I've I've noticed a lot of folks that they they can find a hundred things wrong with a good situation yeah. because of their frame of mind. Yes. But they can't find a single positive thing to add to make just this one simple thing, you know, turn it around. And it, it can be a positive. And, you know, writing your morning affirmation, hell, I might even try that, you know, just because – waking up and starting starting your day off on a good note man that that's so powerful that that can be the difference between you you know saving a life or you ending one oh yeah uh, and, and it's like you said you know the person's frame of mind it's that there's that old cliche where you th whether you think you can or you can't you're right mm-hmm you know it, it's your frame of mind you know we can both be looking at the same thing and I think man like I said I can't, I'm looking at it as an opportunity. Somebody else is just looking at it as a gigantic obstacle that they can't get past. Um, right. Frame of yeah. Mind, man. Yeah. And you talked about hurdles earlier. You know, it's 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 funny. We talk about, uh, you know, and, and cliches again. Right. Hurdles are always a an obstacle in life. But people are out there practicing on hurdles. Right. They're they're hurdle runners or what right. what I don't even know what that's called in track and field. If it's hurdlers. You know, <coughs> hurdler. <laughs> yeah, <awesome>. yeah. <laughs> hey hurdler, get over here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, there, there's there's people out there that are practicing getting over these hurdles, you know? If if you have a if you have a phobia of a hurdle, turn that phobia into something else to where that hurdle is just a hurdle. It's yeah. it's a uh, hurdles are a blessing sometimes. And, you know, I, you never know how strong overcoming that hurdle and getting over it, how strong that's going to make you. Um, it, it, it's a life changer. No, I mean, I agree with you. I totally, you know, uh, facing your fears, you know, the, the, the one the one thing in overcoming your fear is just facing it. You know, quit running from it. Quit avoiding it. Just stand there and face it. And nine times out of ten, that thing you feared is never as bad as you thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I told this story. One of my greatest uh, things that brought me the most joy, my son, when he started college, he was so worried. 
I mean, he was like his anxiety level was through the roof. He couldn't sleep. Uh, there was many a night I'd be there talking to him and, you know, just reassuring him and, you know, just letting him know, you know, you, you know, it's not even that much different than high school. And I know my son's uh, his, uh, the way he goes about doing things. Your college can be a little bit more relaxed. And I told him, man, this is going to fit perfect for you. Are you, you know, you're not a, this is going to be suited to you so well. Just, you know, relax you know, go and then just face it day by day. And it was like by the third day uh, that he came home from, from college and I looked at him and I said, well, so has it been as bad as you thought it was going to be? And he just started laughing, mm-hmm. you know, just, just to see the relief in his face that this thing, he had so much fear. He was so worried about, and it was never as bad as he feared. And, and the relief in his face, I'm telling you, that was one of the greatest uh, feelings I ever had to see that relief that he had. And that he realized, you know, and I'm hoping he learned a lesson, you know, those things that we fear so much and we don't want to face and it's causing us this anxiety. Nine times out of 10, it's never going to be as bad as you feared. It's that anxiety that's worse than anything else. Oh, for sure. What's he studying? Uh, he's going right now. He's doing like some kind of a computer design. So, uh, okay. you know, uh, like I said, <laughs> he doesn't know. But my master plan, don't tell him, you know, don't tell him what I'm about to tell you. My master plan is, uh, you know, I was doing those shirts and designing shirts and mm-hmm. I plan on having him, you know, use his skills to help me to keep that going. And uh, there you go. Come. So I've got, you know, so uh, there you go. Keep it in the family, I, man. Exactly. You know, and, you know, hey, you know, we'll see what he can do. He'll be, he'll maybe be able to do a whole lot better than I did. Oh, man, you're just the, you're you're the building block for his success, man. That, that hopefully so hopefully so absolutely absolutely um so we're we're on the upswing of what we're trying to do for 2021 and with that i want to give you and everyone else out there the opportunity to listen to gun shows motivational minute something special that the gun show has cooked up for you guys Awesome. So this, you know, what we've been talking about so far in the episode, uh, it's a perfect time to talk about something I call the discipline blade. So the new year's about to begin. You're wondering, how do I maintain my consistency with my new year's resolutions and keep it up when the going starts getting rough? Changing your habits and lifestyle can seem like a battle at times. It feels like that because sometimes that's exactly what it is. It's a personal battle. It's a war with yourself. Like anyone going into battle, you must make sure you're properly armed with weapons that will ensure your victory and your success. You will come to find your greatest weapon in your battles is the discipline blade. I was first introduced to this term by Andy Frisella. He's one of my favorite motivational speakers. The discipline blade is your weapon in overcoming any obstacle that comes between you and your goals, against your enemies, so to speak. We all have a discipline blade, but it's not some magic sword like a lightsaber where we just push a button and it lights up razor sharp. You must constantly sharpen it. You must hone it and learn how to properly wield it. You can't let it get dull and useless. Otherwise, when you need it the most, it will fail you and you in turn will fail. So you're asking me, how do I keep my discipline blade sharp and learn how to use it? Well, it's simple. You have to be disciplined in the small daily tasks that seem to not truly matter, but they actually really do. It's getting up on time without laying there pushing the snooze button. It's keeping your morning routine. It's your doing your daily chores. It's studying when you're supposed to. It's getting to work or school on time every time. It's doing what needs to be done, when it needs to be done, and how it needs to be done even when you don't really want to. It's the little things that teach you how to do the big things. Remember, how you do anything is how you do everything. Your discipline in handling these little things will keep your discipline blade sharp. So when you're faced with the big things that test your discipline, you'll cut through them with ease and ensure your success. Damn, that was good, man. Holy crap. Did I was you, getting hyped you, up as I was hyped last that? night. I was you, hyped. You I was sweating. That? I was yelling at my coworkers every time they asked me a question. Yeah. <laughs> I, get, I get, you know, I get, I get a uh, pretty intense when I'm, I'm typing away. 
Hell yeah, with words like that, should I be getting intense too, man? That was beautiful. God, absolutely. Absolutely. Shit, I appreciate you, man. That was really good. The discipline blade. Wow, man. But you've so, got to Otherwise, it's just a stick. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, and just the, the mental image of wielding this incredibly sharp blade. I don't know if anyone's ever, you know, go on YouTube right now or whenever you get a chance and look up. Uh, there was a uh, man. I, I gotta find. I'll, I'll put. I'll find a link to it. But there was this this little old gal. Um, uh, I think she was getting her her black belt in uh, in something. But she walked up to this huge um roll of bamboo. You know, bamboo that was all wrapped together. And you know, she took out her sword. And she made this one swift movement, you know, down and across. And it cut right through that big old thing of bamboo. And then, you know, this, I guess this guy, you know, he's he's getting ready for his test as well. You know, he comes up, he's big, burly guy, you know, he's just like, oh, this little gal did it. So can I. And he took out the, you know, he took out his blade and he prepared he could not make it across. And yeah. it's all it, not only is it about your blade being sharp, but it's also about technique. Exactly. There and and, and that's putting in the work, you know, you yes. you will you will define your technique by trial and error. You will understand what works and why it works because you've done it so many times. And man, it, it's just such a beautiful thing. I really will um, find that YouTube uh, video, and I'll I'll put that in our our show notes for y'all. And it's, it's just so amazing that that's the mental image that I got as you were talking about your discipline blade, um, because you know everybody talks about wanting to do this and wanting to do that and getting ready for this and can't wait for that, but hey, man. Just get started. Yeah, get started. Do your thing. Make it your prerogative. Exactly. To get in there and just fail. If it takes one or two failures, great. If it takes a hundred failures, fine. But you're getting in there and you're learning what didn't work. That way, when it's time to use it, you will know exactly what will work. Exactly. Man, that dude, that is good, man. Holy yeah, moly. You know, you know they told us. Uh, you got me listeners. all riled up now. <laughs> That's awesome. Good. I've been doing it my got life. Riled up. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they told Thomas Edison, did he get frustrated? You know, he's searching for the element, uh, filament for his light bulb. They said, you, you, you went through 100 different filaments before you found the right one. Oh, what was it like dealing with failing 100 times? He said, I didn't fail 100 times. I succeeded in founding a filament that didn't work. Mm-hmm. I knew yeah. this one doesn't work. Okay, that's a success. I know what doesn't work. I'm going to find the one that does. And he did. And that's yep. the type of attitude you have to keep. Yep. Yep. And dang, man. Yeah, boy, I want to get down and do 100 push-ups right now. God, he got me all like, whoa, discipline blade. God. That's, you know what? That's going to be the title of this show, Discipline Blade 2021. That is, man. And I have to give credit. That, that, that term, uh, I saw that from Andy Frisella. And, man, when he said that, I was on my way to the gym. When I, when I heard him say that, it was like, it's like you say, it's just all of a sudden, I was like, yes, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Man. Uh, and you know, really quickly, I have, I, I wrote, I wrote this, this ode to paper clips. It was a long time ago and I, man, I, I was thinking about it as I was driving into work and I didn't write it down, but essentially it's, you know, the, the humble paper clip. If you're in IT or, or if you're just a creative person, you know that you can do damn near anything with the paperclip. Hell, if you've watched MacGyver, you know, yes. 
you know a paperclip will take you a long way. And and it was the the thought that I had was essentially a metaphor for mentors and and people looking for mentors, right? A, a paperclip in the right hands isn't just a paperclip. It it can be used as a multifunction tool. You can break into a filing cabinet. You can hotwire a car. You can, you know, do anything with it as long as you're creative and as long as you have the will to make something happen. And but a paperclip, if if not used for anything other than holding papers together, is just a paperclip. It's up to you to find the purpose for the tool, you know, and it's in it's it's within us to to find those. You just have to think creatively you have to think with intention you have to think with with a a, an end result in mind um and so you know if you're out there looking for a mentor you know i I forgot who i i think it was like simon sinek or something that was talking about it but you're not gonna go up to somebody and be like hey can you be my mentor you, you begin by building a relationship with the person, understanding what it is they do and why they do it and how they do it, and then bouncing ideas off of them. And if it's it's a, a good mentorship to where both of you are going to get something out of it, you know, you're going to learn and your mentor is also going to learn because the mentor has information to give you. And by giving you information, he is also going to learn what works and what doesn't work. And then you're going to take that information and you're going to use it to your to your mind's capacity. Right. If if your capacity will only take you so far because of your train of thought, then you may or may not be able to do everything that that mentor is trying to prepare you for. So you go back and you ask a question, hey, you know what? This didn't work out for me. Did I do this incorrectly or I tried this? I tried that. And, you know, that that person will say, oh, well, this is why it worked for me. I did X, Y, Z. I see that you tried this. I tried that along the way, too, and it didn't quite work. But Everyone is different. Your words are different. Your body language is different. <clears throat> and what works for them might not work for you. You just have to tweak it. You know, exactly. bend that paper clip and, and turn it into whatever it is you need it to be for you. Exactly. And, and make it your discipline blade. Holy moly. Man. <laughs> In your deepest... Most, you know, times of despair, always when you fall back on your discipline, it will save you. Your discipline. Yeah. yeah. I remember I read um, a book called, um, what was it? It was uh, something about habits. Um, it wasn't atomic habits. It was the other one before that. But but the the very first story in the book <clears throat> was talking about uh, a guy that had uh, had a stroke and they didn't think that he was going to recover well as far as like his memory and everything like that. But wouldn't you know, the guy, he was I think he was in his 50s, but he had a routine every morning. He would wake up, make himself two or three eggs, <clears throat> sit down, have some toast with bacon and do that. And he would take a walk. And sure enough, you know, once they released him from the hospital, that's exactly what he did every day. Now, he couldn't tell you what is, um, you know, what happened yesterday because all of his short term memory was gone. But that stuck with him. And he he was able to, you know, walk around the block by himself he was able to do so much because he had those super deep ingrained habits. Yeah. And they just never left him. I'm trying to look up the name of the book right now. I can't believe it escaped me like that. Man, what in the world is the name? Where'd it go? Where did you go? 
I'll tell you a funny story, and I, and I brought him up before my old boss that I used to work for. His name was Peter. He was the one that gave us the class on uh, drying yourself and drying your toes. Ah. One of his ways that he ensured that what you were telling him you were going to follow through with, he had a belief that you had to say it seven times. Hmm. So if he asked you a question, <laughs> you had to answer him seven times. Wow. So, yes. So he'd ask you one time. You'll see like a yes or no. You say yes. Again? Yes. Huh? Yes. Then he'd turn it his left ear to you. Again? You had to say to his left ear. Yes. He was right. It was the most annoying habit. Wow. One more time. One more time. It would get to the point where we knew what he was doing. So we would just sit there. Yes. 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 You know, we just repeat it seven mm-hmm. times because he had the belief that it's habit. Habit is just doing the same thing over and over. If you said it over and over seven times, you were going to follow through with what you told him. Yeah. And, you know, it worked for him, right? It worked for the people around him. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> you didn't dare not do it after you told him seven times. Like right? <laughs> right? Um, but the name of the book is The Power of Habit. The Power. power. Think about that. Let that sink in. The yeah. Power of Habit. Um, man, this golly, dude, that uh, discipline blade cut right through all the BS. Just get up and do it. Uh, it's funny, you know. We brought up. Uh, I'm fascinated too by the swords. You were talking about swords, so I have to bring this up. Uh, I've watched specials on how they make the samurai swords, and mm. you know how they created the steel and all that stuff, and. The way they, do you know how they originally rated these swords that are super sharp, those samurai swords? No. It it would give it they would give it a number. Most of them were like a three. A, a sword that was carried to battle is normally like a three or a four. You very rarely got to a six. So you're asking, how did they get the rating? What they would do now. Remember, this is a long time ago. It's like in the 1800s. You know, prior to, uh, you know, let's say World War II. They would take prisoners, line them up. They would take a swordsman. He would take this sword, unsheath it, and slice. Wow. However many prisoners he got through, that was the rating of that sword. Dang. Now, somebody came along and decided this is inhumane, right? <laughs> you know, so finally, you know, civilization, you know, stepped in, said you can't do it anymore. Then they started using uh, pigs. You know, big pigs, they'd hang them up, and however many pigs it cut through. These these swords were, like, worth millions of dollars finding a six, you know, a rated six sword. They have them in museums. Um, and with the fall of Japan, you know, once Japan surrendered in World War II, a lot of Allied soldiers, uh, they forced these Japanese families and stuff to turn in their, their weapons. And these swords, of course, were considered uh, weapons. Uh these were very rich families that had prized uh, samurais that had been in the family for hundreds of years. Some were actually rated sixes, you know, very highly wow. rated swords. Well, they would just throw them in a pile. You know, once they confiscated oh. all these swords, they would just throw them in a pile. And a lot of servicemen would come through on their way home, and they wanted to take a memento, and they just picked up these swords. Wow. So there are people right now in the United States with swords that their grandfathers or great grandfathers brought home with a you know ten million dollar sword sitting in their attic somewhere and they holy, don't know. Holy holy you know holy. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's so how they crazy. originally rated those swords. I mean the the craftsmanship that goes into those swords, uh, it was it's pretty incredible how they, they were able to do that. I mean, the other part of it, too, is the person that's wielding the sword. Because the tool, you know, it's got to be the shoes, right? (laughs) uh, It's it's the the person wielding that sword, too, you know. Unless it was the same guy going through six people, you know, okay. But if it was a different guy with a different sword every time, I don't know. They should have thought... I'm I'm sure they thought it through, and it was probably I'm sure they had their uh, quality assurance. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Uh, you know, but and nobody wielding one of these highly rated swords is going to be just some you know bum off the street, right? This be one of the most highly skilled warriors, you know. 
Hey, no. Jimmy, get over here. We made this sword, man. Yeah. Gotta just see how many people it's gonna go through. The the tank hey, just is getting there. full. Just stand there. Yeah. But it's no, it's like you said, uh, one of my favorite sayings is it's not it's not the arrow, it's the Indian. You know, I've never heard that before. Oh yeah. And actually that was a golf pro that I heard. Because <laughs> you know, you always complain about your putter or your driver's not quite right. He's hey, look, fella. It ain't the it ain't the arrow. It's the Indian. <laughs> Man, that's that's kind of funny. Oh yeah, I would laugh when I hear because I I always say there's something wrong with this putter. You know, I always whenever <laughs> I golf, I always tell them, you know, when I'm there trying out all the different putters, like, Man, there's something about these putters. Man, they just they don't work right. Like they keep they don't they don't hit the ball straight. And they, they'd always laugh, you know. But, God, blame it on the putter, man. Golly. I mean, we all do that. We hit a bad shot. Well, What's absolutely. Look at the club. It's a club. Yeah. What's up with this thing? <laughs> of course. Of course. All right. Awesome, man. I hope every person that listens to this is ready for 21. You're ready to make 21 your year. Or just, you know, dust yourself off and, and get ready and go. Make something happen. Any Anything, you know, making your bed every day that's something that i just recently started i do you know? that first thing <clears throat> first thing i do yeah you know pick something small if if you don't brush your molars when you brush your teeth pick pick one man brush that thing get that get that tartar off of there you know anything if you don't clean your belly button when you take a shower clean that belly button just make a change doesn't matter what it is make it but make it a good one yes. make it a good one you know uh if, you, if you're gonna get out of the shower dry those toes off first man exactly it's gonna be fun <laughs> well with that being said i want to thank everyone for listening thank you so much we've got some great content coming up 2021 got several people lined up uh I'll, I'll give you a little sneak sneak peek one of our guests <clears throat> is from twitter she and her family take care of bees they are uh what do they call a uh, bee keepers right right and she's gonna tell us a little bit about that uh, today, I actually had a conversation with a professionally certified uh, organizational expert. Not only does she help you organize your home, but she belongs to an organization that helps people with OCD, ADHD, um, because getting organized and finding these little things to tweak in your brain to help you be productive is what they're all about. And I was like, man, that is, you know, self-improvement right there. Exactly. Um, man, and I'm so excited for these uh, shows coming up. So please stay tuned. Give us a listen. And hopefully you won't be disappointed, man. We'll have some good stuff for y'all. It sounds gonna, great to me. I think it's going to be awesome. Absolutely. It's going to be great. So with that being said... Have a good night. Stay pumped. Woo, stay pumped. We'll talk to you next time. Good night. Good night, guys. <laughs>